Welcome to Why We Drink, everybody. Hi. Hi. This is Art. What? 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 Right, speaking right now. now. Oh, Art speaking right now. Uh, Mike adds, uh, served us a cocktail. Uh, what, what's our t- what's the cocktail tonight? Can you hear my? Art? So here we go. Art, speaking to the. Can you hear my Art? Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, what is tonight's uh, cocktail that you? <laughs> it is cranberry apple, mixed with uh, vodka and ap- apple pucker. Oh, it's very good. I'm thinking that is the reason why Art and uh, myself and Art especially on our asses, but maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe, just maybe, it could be the weed. I think it's the weed. Uh, uh, Ladies no. and gentlemen, uh, no. listeners, well, I'm saying maybe. You have no facts, no data to support to this. So I'm just. We know what will humor you for the next <laughs> up team minutes and say it was the weed. Mr. Trump, I, I object. I don't think. <laughs> I'll amuse you for the next. I'm going to sound like as if I've just come out of a very emotional cry. You know, it sounds like I've just been emotional, like making a toast at a wedding. More than usual? Yes. But I swear, I have been unable to just come down from this trip that I'm on right now. So I picked up a vape from uh, Rise Dispensary in Niles. And uh, I think it was like 84% THC. Uh, Art and Mike haven't smoked in a minute. and uh, But I York, do it frequently. A New, York, a New York minute. Yeah. And uh, we, I felt the need to kick it up. I don't know if I'm Billy a tolerance. I hope the next step isn't like heroin. Art's doing arm signs. And he's pumping like he's in a gay club. And... So I decided to kick it up so I could feel it as well. Now we've been wi- I've been wiping the, al- the 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 mouthpiece with an alcohol swab as we pass it to each other. Where Don't ask me my we, reasoning. Uh, there is right. no scientific reasoning other than my you for, own. You forgot to mention, Mr. Wood, that we are in uh, Mike's famous kitchen. That's why Nicole is making some noises. drinks and you are talking. Yes, that's correct. Um, Tonight, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Disney movie, Soul. Oh, we just finished watching it, too. Well, we watched it. Art was tripping. Yes. Yeah. I'm still tripping. I'm I'm reminded of that time when Steve Dahl was in WLS, and you can tell, you can just tell that he was... uh, uh, airing uh, high, and he. Uh, Hi, everybody. Sorry about that. Sorry, Mike is back. Mike's gonna take point on this <laughs> podcast, and and myself. All right, so we're myself. Talking- <laughs> I, I'm gonna add my questions, comments to this episode. Turns. Art will be interrupting inadvertently. Well, I don't know if you inadvertently. With uh, laughing and <laughs> nonsensical sentences. So let's uh, take it away, Mike. Be- before we go any further, um, le- let me just say that it's been a long time since we've been in the same room together. Yes. And it feels good to see Other you guys. Other than in my dreams. Um, but um, despite the fact that Art is tripping really hard right now, oh Man, he's like um, first class <clears throat> trip. I've uh, I've had, had a good time tonight, and uh, it's it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Second of all. Uh, that's what uh, you say. Um, on to current events. What's happening in your lives? Um, 
So I've uh, uh, at my job, there's a woman whose husband, uh, I think, is sort of like uh, the kind of guy who goes around from bar to bar and he sets up his karaoke machine. And like on karaoke night, he's the guy that comes and sets everything up. You know that guy? So <clears throat> a couple nights ago, um, my boss is like, hey, c- can you drop me off at this bar? It's local to your house. Your boss? Yeah. Okay. And she's like, uh, my husband oh, nice. is doing his thing there. And I was like, oh, cool. But I couldn't. And I, and I declined. And, you know, that came and went. And then uh, the next day I was like, hey, um, you mentioned a bar. And I was, I was thinking, what bars are open? Like, where can you go anymore to karaoke, let alone just go to a bar? And so I thought, um, how, how is that possible? She, she said, well, it's not... Because it's illegal unless you just do it. It's like speakeasy. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, We're, it's back. The 20s Can you are tell back. tell who our, our younger audience what a speakeasy is? So like? a speakeasy, back in the 20s, when uh, there was a time when alcohol was illegal, like cocaine. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have a beer. A beer. The devil's drink. Right. So... Uh, <laughs> If you, if you don't know, Art is right now making squares with his head. Like his chin is going up, down, left, right, up, <laughs> down. So anyway, um, so so back then, Yokozuna the shapes doesn't want to segregate. <laughs> he's not racist. If you wanted, just... if you wanted a drink, you had to go to this thing called a speakeasy, which was like a secret bar that you couldn't have, which is so weird. That at the end of 2020, we have the speakeasy. It's come back. That there's a bar that you that's illegal, but if but you can go to it and get drunk. Huh? Check that out. Huh. Where is he now? Art, where are you now? Okay, I'm trying to... Well, uh, my, my, my question was going to be... You're like Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one more question. Just one more question. <laughs> Before you killed your husband... Just fucked him up the ass with a strap on. No, is that comfortable? I don't know. I'm not a man. <laughs> oh, that was a Freudian slip while I'm high. I just said I'm not a man in the character of Peter Falk. And the truth Columbus. comes out. Look at that. Finally, I was wondering yeah. we were going to get there. Go on, Mike. So anyway, um, Art's high. Um, what were we sure. talking about? The stratosphere. Oh, yeah. So the, uh, the speakeasy's back. Yeah. I just thought that was weird because it seems like we're in such a weird time these days. <laughs> you think, right? Where where like we stand for something, and we're like we're we stand hard for this thing, and the next day something happens completely opposite that we have to now go get behind. So we're like, are oh, we the flavor of the month? You know that thing that I said yesterday. Well, now I changed my mind to the other side. I'm on the other side now. So flavor of the so month. So for example. All of these Republicans were like, hmm, all these people at Black Lives Matter and they go out and they go mm-hmm. fucking r- protest and, and they go and break shit and like, we're against Sorry, that. Yeah. We should never do that. We'd never do that. If, if, if it came down to it, we'd never do that. And then today, oh, uh, yeah, we changed our mind. We're going to go storm the fucking Capitol. <laughs> you know have fun I mean? storming the castle. <laughs> so like, you have to completely swap... Like, yeah. what about that shit you said yesterday? <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, well... 
That's different. That now. Didn't, I didn't say the capital yeah. when I said that, <laughs> right? Or, or like, <laughs> or like you're like, hey, everybody, uh, we believe that the election was stolen because fucking Russia came in into it and they stole the election and our. We have to revamp the election and the electoral college and all the bullshit. And then all of a sudden, your guy wins, and they're like, "Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the election system. Mail-in ballots, totally. It's fantastic. It's going to work." Like they have to switch sides. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the times we live in, it's like you take a stand. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, tomorrow you have to go on the other side of the stand. And I really, really wish that people could take that into their lives and be like. All the stuff that makes me mad, because the last couple of days, this guy, <laughs> art. in particular, Mike's art. if you <laughs> if you if you've followed him on social media, he's been nonstop like fucking Trump and I. <laughs> he should be in preach. Fortunately, <laughs> no. Fortunately, I turned off his notifications. But the, but the but the thing is that like you got that guy who's like hard, just on a hard sell for that stance. Yeah. And tomorrow it's going to change. You know, yeah. like he's all of a sudden he's going to be like, what if, like, imagine, what if Black Lives Matter, all the people that are against the, the shooting of black people in poor communities by white police officers, all the racism in the world, like all those people stormed the Capitol. How would you respond? How, oh, they'd open fire. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. F- fuck the, the, the government. Storm the Capitol, burn that fucker to the ground. Mm-hmm. We would be there, mm-hmm. but we're not like that when it's something that we don't agree with. If it's something like mm, Trump should have won, like right. something as dumb as that, right. and then they storm the Capitol, like we shouldn't storm the Capitol. Say what you mean. Right. Say I don't like that you don't like Trump, or that right. you like Trump. I, I don't like that that point that you're making to by by storming the Capitol. I don't like the point. So right. let's condemn the storming. Right. When in reality, if you're cause was behind the storming yes you'd be totally behind it you'd be like yeah fucking cops shouldn't be shooting black people storm right. the capital right so the idea this is just a weird time where we're like flipping switches where we don't Do you have any social media oh yeah and and the mainstream media All right. and the news right and what yeah, on both sides rather what it, it go to both sides sure yeah, you know, absolutely. Right. This is just a, a trend that I'm seeing that it's, it's just fascinating to me. Right. That this is a weird time we're living in. <clears throat> it was um, quite interesting. I uh, I remember... We're uh, part of history. <clears throat> right. September 11, this virus, the storming of the Capitol. Trying to I remember uh, about a couple of weeks ago, I kind of like asked you guys, when we get together... Can we please get high? <laughs> who's who's reading that now? <laughs> oh, wait. The Two of us is, have our thing is, arms down. The thing is that uh, uh, um, uh, Roy was kind enough to indulge me. And here's the point. I really fucking needed to get high. It was a fucked up year and a fucked up week. Hey, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year, Art. Happy so, New Year, Mike. So you're like, so you're, you, you, you've t- touched on something. <laughs> so, Art, um, yes, you, you, you said it's been a fucked up year and, and you, need, you needed this. I, yeah, so, I, I, see, I need to see your faces 
And well, yours especially, Mike. Well, I just, <laughs> I'm sitting needed, right next to you. I need to, to see. <laughs> I, I, and, and I and I needed to get high because it's been a while. And, it's been a while. You know why since not? I've and, been. and I just need to relax because it's been a little yeah, anxiety. Man. So I'm sorry, as I interrupted. No, I interrupted. You were talking about uh, nothing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go on, Mike. So, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad everybody. Why do we drink? Um, we we had a hiatus. The uh, the the uh, website crashed totally yeah. again right. for no reason, and we lost a lot of the episodes. All right now, we're having a different kind of hiatus. But <laughs> it was like a bazooka uh, joke. I don't. I don't know why. What? But um. What? The episode about the Umbrella Academy just yeah. exploded. We're at like 700 listens. Holy jeebus. It's the only one. Old. Like the last two we did, we did one on... Um, uh, Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman, and then the other one on... Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And those got like 20 listens. Wait tops. a minute. We have to look at how many weeks it took for uh, Umbrella Academy to reach its number... Compared it's to how true. many weeks? It's we... been months since the Umbrella Academy. But, right. But so we've let's... never had over 200, never had even over 100 much. Wow. So to get to 700, it's nuts. Interesting. So I don't know who's listening, but thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And please, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, please comment on our website, which is... Uh, why we drink that XYZ. Why we drink dot XYZ. Well, thank you, Art, for the five-second... On top of the five-second delay. Anyway, um, so we've been on topic so far. Twenty twenty-one. Uh, uh, you guys have any? Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, I think it's a little too soon to talk about it. As we talk about this, where uh, the the uh, the Trumpsters have uh, raided the uh, Capitol demanding cake. <laughs> let them eat them. Oh, let them eat. Let them eat cake. Art is sounds like he's doing his. Um, who's that guy from the seventies? He's like, I'm singing to this. I'm doing his like stroke. This is audio, not video, man. Let me, let me. <laughs> I'm doing his strokey looking facial gestures that John Belushi's imitate. Oh, you're famous for Toshima Mifuni? No, you're close. Oh, Joe Joe Cocker. Thank you, uh, Cocker. <laughs> I'm videoing art. Would you stand or would you walk on? Is he having a stroke? No, that's just his, his cerebral ball. Let me your ears out. Sing you a song. You gotta do the faces. Oh, try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, now. I'm exhausted. That wasn't in the song. Man. That was so not in the song. I'll put that on Instagram <laughs> later. All right. Anyway, Joe Cocker. I don't know how we got on that, but go on. All right. So, so we got we got we gathered here, gathered here today to talk about the movie Soul. It's the latest uh, in the Pixar series of films. Pixar has been notorious for being uh, spot on. In storytelling, yes, in uh, emotion grabbing, yes, in world building. I mean, th- their <clears throat> repertoire has been stellar. So we saw the latest movie from Pixar called Soul. Um, we watched it. We rewatched it. We mm-hmm. each watched it in turn, but watched it again t- together um, tonight. Before first time I saw it was sober. This time I saw it was stoned. 
that too. Okay. And um, well, so uh, just the opposite with me. I first saw it sober and just watched it flat out fucked up stuff. That's what. Uh, that's, that's what, right. what you just a, said. Yeah, there's a difference there. Anyway, um, so the movie Soul. Do you guys have any first thoughts? I've got some thoughts, oh, but I don't. I want to say it. <laughs> Art, what did you think of the movie Soul? Well, Soul is actually such a beautiful film. No doubt about it. From the very first frame to the very last frame, it was a beautiful film. It had the benefit of being made by just these incredible artists at uh, Pixar, and there's absolutely no skimping on the presentation of their version of a better and more tranquil as well as peaceful world. And it kind of like felt a little foreign to watch because right now our country is in chaos and the life depicted in the film Soul was very pleasant looking. And truthfully, when it opened up, remember that it opened in a school room, in a classroom. Right. And it sort of set this tone where you immediately are put in the past because you're thinking about your past and the minute you place yourself there you start realizing that the film is telling you hey you're about to take a trip where we're going to show you something about your soul which begins at the beginning of life in order for you to remember what life is really like and why the benefit of having a soul is there we have to put you back at the start of it so you can see how worth it it is Okay, so um, Roy went to go take a piss, and uh, he'll be, listen, shh, listen. Oh my god, that, that was really dramatically That's down. the sound <laughs> of a toilet flushing, and the bathroom door opening. Oh, I forgot the wipe. <laughs> oh, stop touching my head. My turn. Don't go in there without a fire. All right, so uh, where did we leave off at? You gave your review of, or your your Joker review of of Soul. Okay, all right. Um, all right, so my take on it so far, uh, without giving anything away of my opinion, um, I thought was visually. Very appealing. It was easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. And something about it reminded me of a Nintendo slash Apple. And they got together and had a kid. What their animation would be, would, like. Yeah, would be like. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. What yeah. You said. yeah. Thank you, Art. Okay, so yes. Roy, what's your take, take on, uh, on Soul? <laughs> Art's dancing. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is the first I've heard of this. Um, I thought it's like if Nintendo and Apple got together and had a kid. How so? Uh, well, Nintendo for its graphics, because you know they had these little little mini Mario's, those little mini mushrooms with the red, sure. you know, cap, and and those little, little cute little cutesy little characters. It was that with apples on those soft colors, like the babe, the blues, and the baby blues, and the greens and the whites. Something about that reminded me of Apple with Nintendo. 
<clears throat> okay. So if those two got together, though they would have a kid that would look like this movie, visually. Uh, <clears throat> the story in itself, I I wasn't I I thought I liked it. I liked the movie. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It didn't make me. I look for movies that make me tear jerk, or make me cry. And movies like The Incredibles, it made me cry. And Coco, Up, uh, yeah, Coco, Up. What's the other movie? I think it's the uh, only Incredibles. Other movie. Yeah, well, uh, I uh, mentioned that you're, one already. But you're, but you're oh, Finding Nemo. Fine. No, no, not, not that one. But those are the movies uh, that can make me tear up or or cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the, that's an interesting point that uh, uh, Roy is bringing up because this is the this is I think the first recent. Pixar film that I can recall or remember where um, it didn't have the emotional punch. I didn't cry at a certain point of the movie where in all of the previous Pixar movies that I have watched, I've choked up to the level where, yes, tears will come down. What about Onward? Oh, are you kidding me? That one, I actually just was like... What's Onward? Don't <laughs> cry. You didn't see it's like the last Pixar movie? Okay. You didn't see it? So Was it the pants one? It's like they're uh, these monsters that are in the universe, like Dungeons and Dragons, where they're nerds. But they're suburban kids. And, and, and their dad dies. And their dad dies, and they make a wish where they want. Oh, yeah, Tom Holland's the guy with the pants, only. The yeah, dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw yeah. that. I liked yeah. it. We saw it together. Yeah, uh, no, it didn't make me want. I was felt no tears or anything. I, I enjoyed that movie, too. But just, I don't know, it just didn't grab, grab me and make me want to cry like a little bitch. Okay, I, I kind of feel like <laughs> I am coming down, so keep. Keep talking because, uh, uh, yeah, this is grinding me. Thank you very much. Okay, guys. you're very welcome. Welcome back, Art. Oh, Major uh, Tom. So, I'm sorry. So, Mike, uh, can you put your impressions on the film? So, Okay. So. Can I ask questions as you go along? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, let me go back. Um, my name is Mike. I uh, am a photographer. That back. <laughs> I'm a photographer by trade. It's how I make my living. Um, about... Between 15 to 20 years ago, uh, and even, let me go back farther farther than that, um, since I, as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to express myself creatively, whether it's in drawing, maybe music, I wanted to find a way to express myself. Um, in the last 20 years, I started taking more photographs I, I'm more I'm a portrait photographer um, about 20 years ago I started finding models that wanted pictures for their portfolio and I would take pictures of them I got good um, good enough where it went from me looking for models to models looking for me and they started to see that the kind of stuff I can do. And they started to find me, and and we started taking pictures. And to this day, to this day, those models are still showing my pictures. In fact, I'll I'll, I'll let you in on something. Um, one of the models that I that sought me out, I took pictures of her. She showed those pictures on social media, um, some place. At- I don't know, art, the art, art Institute said, um, we like those pictures. Can we put them in a show 
about burlesque dancers, and um, they they contacted me to to give me the the, the opportunity to uh, give permission. Where was uh, this? I didn't know this. Recently, huh? Recently, last couple oh, months. Oh wow! Congratulations. But this is something I took <clears throat> a long, long time ago. Like this isn't recent. This is stuff that I I was doing when I was trying to find that place, you uh-huh. know, and I was trying to find my voice, and <clears throat> and so like I took these pictures, and now they want to put them in a museum, not a museum, a uh, gallery, another uh-huh. showing. This is the third in a row. Nice. Um, no, third, fourth. Well, uh, if, if you're counting St. Uh, Louis, St. Louis, uh, here Chicago, like uh, that. Sentia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now this place. This is the third. Sentia. What? Yeah, the plate, the the mattress store. They wanted to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so another place showed up on their own. I didn't have to do anything. They wanted to show my pictures. Oh. Wow. So I'm like, cool. I gave permission and whatever. So, since then, I've, I quit. I I was fired from a job doing IT. Mindless, soulless, life sucking work made me sad. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing that sad, life-sucking work, I was trying to find my outlet creatively through photography, mm-hmm. and that's where all that stuff came in with this gallery showings. So now I'm in a place where I found a job working at a photo studio, doing something that I absolutely love. I'm finding a lot of fulfillment in. I'm finding an outlet creatively, and I'm making money. I'm, I'm paying the bills. Finally, I get there, right? But I've I never found that break, right? I always imagined that someone would see one of my pictures, and they would be like, "Yeah, you need to photograph this famous star, and and uh, in your style." And um, that would put you on the map as a photographer that can do this particular style. This is your voice. You know, this is who you are. Copy or production. But it would it would give me a place, like a place where I'm not making fucking minimum wage Uh, with no benefits, and I'm not trying to struggle to pay my bills. I'm I'm actually I made it, right? And that didn't happen. Uh You know, now. At the same time, I'm working a job that I really like. I re- I'm, I'm finding fulfillment in. So, let's jump back to the movie uh, Soul. Soul is about this guy who is a uh, school teacher, mus- music teacher. Um, he does. He's not happy. He doesn't like what he's doing. He's oh, been I looking. Say he doesn't like. He just is content. He's conformed. Because when he's he's asked, he's given the opportunity to uh, to do it full time. He's like, now you can have benefits, you can have the works. Right. Do this for 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 a living, yeah, and and, and, you're, and be happy. But he's like, right. no, I don't want to do it for a living. I need right. I need my gigs. I need my freedom. Right. I don't want to do this full time. So he um, he's in a, pl- a place where he's an artist. With a lot of talent that's never been seen before. Like, people just don't recognize him. Few people rec- recognize what he can do. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. So then, finally, he's given a shot. He's like, you can work with this 
famous jazz musician. You could play with her and be in her band. And he's like, this is my shot. I've been waiting for this my whole life. This is why I was born. So now this this woman, this person, his name was Dion? Joe. No, no, the woman that he was... Oh, kind of... uh, the, uh, well, I, I saw a different spelling or pronunciation, but Dione? Dione. Dione Williamson? Oh, Mike has oh, name. Easy. Just Dominic? Dorothea. 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 It sounded like she was a cross between uh, Miles Davis... Yes. Thelonious Monk and Nina Simone. Okay. When the body of Nina Simone. I'm going. So whatever. He, he's... Um, He's finally given a shot. And so he, he goes for it. He goes to the audition and he fucking nails it. He, yeah, it, he was starts, very, it was he starts very to, good chore, uh, music. He starts to play and he gets put in the zone. Yeah. Which if you're an artist or, or anybody expressing themselves, yep. the zone is a place where as, a, as an artist, you, you go to this place of this almost spiritual extraction from this life it's a it's it's like a place where you're uplifted from this reality and you're put in a place where you're creatively free and unless you're an artist i don't know that how much you you really understand it how much that connects with you because like at some point i know art you're putting together a cold farewell and and at some point in your drawing, you had to have lost yourself. You're like, I'm into this. And you come up with like these drawings that you're like, I didn't know I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and we, it, we, can, we can connect with being in the zone. If you're an artist and, you're, and you've ever been in the zone, you get it. Can I tell you mine? Go. Creatively, it only happens when I have to be somewhere and meet people. I equated to like when Peter Parker turns into Spider Man, he's like, I'm on my way to meet friends or this girl I like and all of a sudden something happens and he's like, I gotta stop and then he has to tell these people like and these people are like, Where the fuck were you? We were waited or why'd you stand me up? He can't tell them why. I'm like that creatively like, Hey Roy, so we're all meeting for dinner at seven PM at this time, at this at this restaurant, and that's when I hit my creative. I just figured out this creative challenge obstacle I had. It just so happens it's thirty minutes before I'm supposed to meet these people. I don't know why my brain does that. My brain wants to cancel and says you're on it. I don't know why because I wonder if it's like meeting these people has now taken importance or significance. And whatever the creative is like, oh no, you don't. I need to be on top. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I. There are times where I've been felt like calling and saying, "Listen, I can't make it. I know I'm the one who hosted it and said I was going to come, but some. I just got a spark of creativity. I need to ride with it." So, with that being said, <laughs> in art situation, um, there were times he came over and he was like, "I'm drawing this." So, okay, let me go back. Art put together an animated movie that is a film noir about uh, something similar to the Maltese Falcon. It's like a a noir film that he illustrated. He drew it himself. 
And sometimes he would come over and be like, you know what, I'm, I'm in a rut. I don't know what to do. He's like, but when I put stuff in my schedule that I need, need to do, would you like to go to dinner with me? And I'm like, sure. Now I know that Tuesday night I'm going to go to dinner with Mike. If I know there's something in my schedule that I need, need to do, suddenly my creativity like kicks in and says, no, I'm creative now. You're going to skip that and do this. And like, he, yes. and he has to manifest that into his create, creative process. Yes. And like, uh, so I understand what you're saying. Like th- that your creative process is like uh, a jealous God. You know? Yes. Like, <laughs> it oh, wants... that's fantastic. Yes. Right. I just can't come up with it. Someone say, we need you to come up with something by 5 p.m. My brain doesn't do that. I don't know why. I, I wish it could. My brain just doesn't do that. I can come up with something that's shit. I, so the, I, the idea that I'm oh sorry Art, go ahead. No, I just I wanted to say that um, I, I I I I don't think I've ever heard that term in my life before. And what I'm not, term? I'm not joking here. I've never heard it ever called this jealous God. Yeah, that's in the Ten Commandments. Are you kidding? No, that's like the third commandment. He's like, I'm a jealous God. You'll have no other gods beside me. Mm. I swear to God, I mean it. I I I I've never heard the term ever. Huh. I am a jealous god. Wow. wow. Anyway, um, so uh, back to soul. Um, so in my life, I like okay. Look, Pixar has a way where they can take a movie and give you characters that you care about so much yeah. that you connect with on a certain level, and and you and you feel for. And so, like at some point, you can cry over those characters that are animated. Mm-hmm. They're not real people. No. That's magic to me. Yes. So, like The Incredibles, Up, uh, Finding Nemo, like all of these movies connect with us in some way. We connect with a family that's dysfunctional. We connect with the idea of uh, not f- finding our place in this life inside out, you know, right. like figuring things out. Like There are certain human things that we connect with in these movies that draw us in and make us cry you know what Can, and i like the name three by the way uh is for me with the incredibles was a scene where dash is on that island he's dodging those bad guys when he starts running on water he realizes i could run on water he's not just restricted to land he can be so much more that made me tear up the second incredibles movie is when uh, frozone he stops the boat with snow and the music is like the crescendo of what this guy can do. That made me cry. And the third one was Coco with the grandma. Yeah, of course. Wait. Everybody cried in that scene. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, That's when he came, one. he started playing that tune. I was like, man, that made me cry. So, And then Up Up is there as well with the first five minutes mm-hmm. of Up. Sure, of course. Everybody oh, cries. Oh, man. You'd have to say a word. And that's when, that's when I cheered up. So, those four, so, so, But I didn't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, all those things connected with you on an emotional yes. level. And, and they're all related to stuff that you've experienced. Yes. There's something about all of those situations that connected with you personally, emotionally. But I want to say this movie is the first time it connected with me on a, on a very specific level where in, in Up... Like, uh, yeah, I'm a cajadi old man. Yeah, I understand a kid that hasn't really had 
you know, uh, structure in a parental figure, like a father figure, to to really give him the map of his re- the rest of his life. Like, all of those things I connected with, but never have I seen a movie where it's so, like, spot on. Like, that's me. I was Joe in this movie. I, I was so invested in what he was going through because I've been there. And I feel like, I don't know how many of you in the audience or you guys can connect with it. Uh, it was almost like it was written about me. Hmm. And so, like, when, when I see him and his value system. So, like, let's go through the arc. Okay. Um, in the beginning, Joe values, like, that break. You know, like, he's been a musician his whole life. Teaching he's, at his school. But No, no, but he's been really good. Yeah, he is good. He is gifted. But he settled for teaching at the school. Okay. That was his second best. So because when he was actually given the opportunity to do that full time with full benefits, he was like, oh, fuck. He didn't want to do it. Why? Because it's not re- – it's like it's like being a race car driver. Okay. And then given the opportunity to teach race car driving to students full time. I want to be a race car driver. But – the difference between teaching and doing yeah. is what he's doing. Okay. He's settled for teaching. Oh, okay. But he's, but he's now, but he's the race car driver in his head, in his heart. And so, like, when when they're like, you can do this full time, he realized how soul-sucking that job would be. That's right. not who he really is or who he wants to be. Now he's, like, second best. He's not being the star. He's not... And so, like, when he's given his final, he's finally given his break to work with this famous jazz musician to be part of her quintet. By a student of his. By a student former of Former student. Who was influenced by his passion. He's, he's over, the, over the moon. Like, this is the break I was looking for. So as an artist, we, we look for that break. We want that, just that moment where we could be... Maybe I could be a Vogue photographer. Maybe I could work for Glamour. And we want that, but we're never getting it. And finally, you're given this break. And at that moment, this this uh, this character dies, right? So, uh, so now we're brought to a dark place by Pixar. And and he's he's got to he's got to give it up. He's, I don't know if it's so much dark as it was whimsy. I well, call it dark. die die before you get what you actually wanted. Like if you were yeah. if you're a designer and you're finally right. given but it's a colorful. Like let's say color. you're you given an audience to like the top designer. You right. might be you, he wants to hire you as his top designer, and then right. all of a sudden you just die. <laughs> like that's. Well, I really look a, at it that way. You <clears> just <throat> reduce from creative to production. Well, I'm just saying that there's a there's a. Um, there's an emotional wallop there for right, someone but, like me. Right. But you said, oh, yeah. oh interesting. Because you saw it as dark. I thought it was like he's in between. He's like a junior. Well, but, it would be like if all of a sudden I was given an opportunity to present my work to somebody in like, Cosmopolitan. Right, right. And like all of a sudden, just before I was about to do it, I die. Okay. Like, and you end up doing auditioning for... No, I'm dying. That's it. It's the end of the world for me. Okay. I, for that okay. guy, he, okay. he's dead. Okay. So, um, so I get it. 
Like, I'm there with him, and I understand where he's coming from. The thing that, th- that this movie does, and, and this is where I'm not sure how to go, like, where to go from here. Um, I found a job working at JCPenney Studios. I'm working in the photography studio. I take pictures of kids. I take pictures of dogs. I take pictures of families. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Every time I take a picture, it's always new. I meet somebody new, and they they pose. I pose them. We we do a thing. When I'm done, I'm proud of the images I take. And and then it's over. Like you know, you know, I don't make anything. I don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I do get to see uh, people happy. Like I, I'll, I'll see them gasp when they see a picture. I see them laugh or giggle when they see a smile. Yeah. I, I mean, there's this, these small joys that I see um, in, in the mundane. Mm-hmm. That you, it's really easy to just sort of pass them off. Yeah, you don't recognize it often because for. You, you don't have a mindset for it, but that's the thing. It's so removed from you that when it when it is there for you to be reminded, you it strikes you down, and you realize, oh, I forgot about that. So, like, I've had several like uh, people would say, "Hey, do you do this on the side? Can I get your card? Can I contact you outside of this place?" And I'm like, ah. <laughs> "Now, why did you fire. do that?" What? what did, why did you do that? What does that mean? The people like what they, they appreciate what I do. I've earned the respect of the said, people. <sighs> well, because I can't fathom what what's going he, on here. He can't, he can't take the kind of encouragement compliment that gets co- that. The no, 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 no. It's about it's about working for a corporation that doesn't want competing. Oh. Like, uh, uh, why would I can't I can't take a customer away from a, uh, my employer? Without, but oh. without reaping the, the, the misfortune. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I see. see. Saying, yes, I see. Mm-hmm. It, it's ethics. It's ethics. Well, not even that. It's just that it's like, oh, you know, I would, per, I would rather be doing this for me than for this corporation. And when you give me a compliment, I know it's my work that's doing it, not this corporation. I wish I could take you with me when you ask me. Hey, Jesus. He's, he's, no, I love, I love he's like lost. he's all of a sudden like I understand art better when he's high. <laughs> like you're, you're making a good point. You're, it's exactly, God damn it, he lost me. It's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. Oh, you're high. <laughs> like I couldn't have put it better than that. No, you're right. I, I, like these people are giving me this compliment. Yes. And then, and then the people I work with, the, yes. my my coworkers, yes. see my stuff and they compliment me on it. Yes. They're like, uh, so I'm getting I'm getting accolades from the people that I'm doing the work for and from the people I work with. Okay. And, and I'm I'm enjoying that, but I'm not getting my break. Right. I'm not I'm not famous. I'm not working for the big the big magazine. Oh, you're wondering. Well, okay, okay, okay. So okay. So I see this movie. And and I see a guy who's going through the same thing. He's good at what he does. He's got the respect of the people he works for, the people he helped 
the students that he helped, the people that now suddenly see his talent and, and want him on their team. Okay. Like, he's in that position. So what does he do with But it? his big break was with, uh, what's her called? The woman. Dorothea. Dorothea. Why does he have that break? If it, Because his student saw what was said, hey, you're the whole reason I stayed with school. I want to give you this break. So you're planting the seeds where you're at now in the hopes that this, what you sow will give you the opportunity you're looking for? And that's what happened to this guy. You know, like this is what I was hoping for and this is what this guy gets. This story's about me. Right, so like uh-huh. I, it hit hit me personally. Are you happy? Wait a minute, no. You're an influence. You're not a teacher. Would you be happy? Because you said they see your pictures and they're like, oh, "These are awesome, awesome, awesome." Does that mean you want to teach or keep taking your own picks? Nobody, and, no, teach? you don't. You don't want to teach. Those who do do. Those who teach. Don't teach. Who's those who can't? <laughs> can't. Ah. Ah. So you get it, right? So um, he's in that position. The, the hero in this movie is put in the position that I wish I was in, right? So he wants to be famous. He that's wants to be famous. where this movie begins. He wants to be famous. Now, um, after he passes away, uh, his soul goes to this place that, that's called the Great Beyond. It's, he's about to go to heaven. He's, he's pushed into the, the Great... I'm sorry, if I can... Uh, hey, oh, hey, I'm sorry. it's I'm, art, I'm, ladies I'm and gentlemen. Sorry. I forgot I you, you're absolutely right. Go ahead. Go for it. No, no, you go. You've written a lot down like that. Like no, say, say what you need. What, what, what? No, I was going to correct you, but you're absolutely right. It's called The Great Beyond. I apologize. Great, great Beyond! <laughs> go on. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, the, the main character tries to escape. He falls, which in itself, the... the um, the montage in which he falls from the great beyond into the great before, he's falling. And and they make him a, a point to show him going through water. He f- splashes through this water. He okay. falls through the water. He keeps going and he goes beyond the water and, okay. and down. Um, there's something in the hero's journey, the J- uh, Campbell hero's journey. The Campbell? Campbell? Joseph Campbell book. Yeah, Joseph Campbell Joseph Campbell, right? Yeah. Okay, he wrote a book called The Hero's Journey. What was and, it a- and in the journey, it's like a hero has to actually fall and go in. It happened in Deadpool. Um, the, the hero falls through water. Okay. So in Deadpool, when he's dying, like he, he goes through the, uh, when his girlfriend dies. Okay, that um, tool, okay. He goes through this water. He's like, Psh, he yeah. The There's a thing where water represents the the level below human existence and then um, we go through this almost baptism to a new you. Daredevil. Daredevil too, right? Yeah. Uh, three. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, so they put the hero through water. Baptized, cleansed, that type of thing. Oh, brother, where art thou? Remember when they, they dipped him? I'm right. cleansed of all my sins. Because that bank robbery, I'm absolved. I thought you said you didn't do that. Well, I did. <laughs> but I'm absolved. So they put they put the hero through water. Yes. Um, he comes through it all. Um, and he realizes that I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm dead. This is where I'm supposed to go move on. But I don't want to. I, want, I, 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 I miss that 
break. The break that I've been waiting for my whole life. You know, like as an artist, I get that. I was like, okay, I get it. This is the plot. He's going to get back to where he can be. But as as the story progresses, he meets... He goes to the great before, which is like where all souls go before they're born. So we're all predestined to be a certain thing. And we're put through these things where we're like, oh, you're going to be, you know, timid. Or you're going to be uh, angry or uh, whatever. So like, like they, they, you're they put... You're going to be aloof. So right. So like they put these pre-souls and then they send them to Earth. They become babies and they become humans. And so, like, there's this idea that souls are predestined to be a mechanic or an astronaut or, you know, a musician. All of those things are predestined, and that's the idea. So, like, Matrix. But that's that's the idea that these these characters characters are given. But later, we discover it's not true. Because he's like, the idea is about this is about purpose. It's about what are you what are you here for? I'm here to be a musician. I'm, that's my purpose. And he's like, "What's your purpose? The only reason that you have a purpose is because you were in my body and you took my purpose from me, right?" Okay. So, when these these pre souls are put into these, I don't know, pre Olympics or whatever, like they're like, "Hey, look at this! You could be a." An archer, uh-huh. or whatever, a hunter. He kicked the soccer ball and it hit the kid. And he right, became, I'm a soccer player. Right. He thought that meant that person was going to be a soccer player, but what it really meant was something totally different. By the end of the movie, you understand that's not what it, what it was. Is something related to soccer? No, it's something related to passion. Okay, yeah. Well, if I can, uh-huh. uh, I don't know. Maybe you did mention this, and I can't recall. But you see, in the movie, they they describe it as the spark. Yes, correct. Right. Yeah. So when when you're in the land in the land of the great before, and you are literally just going through that predestination of being programmed that you're going to use your limbs, that you're going to use your eyes, that you're going to use your hearings, and you are given those senses, but then you happen to have that one thing that you have to have in order to then cross over, and that is called the spark, and that is the Inspiration is that how you described it uh, to Mike, uh, or, or, or that passion, like suddenly given to your soul, so that you can move on. And when you are that man or that woman, you literally kickstarted and you have your purpose. Right, that's where we're at. I wonder if it's also like you know you have to pay the journeyman two pennies to roll you across to the other side. I wonder if that. Lucky charm is what you have to pay. Now, uh, gather now, I am stoned. <laughs> but go on. So the, uh, the idea is that it, this this artist thinks that he's got the shot. He dies before he's able to, so he's inspired to like go back. He doesn't want to die. It's not his time. And so he, he wants to go back. He goes to this... He, he, I'm like, sorry to remind you. What is the significance then of him having those legends on his wall? Ella Fitzgerald, Duke Ellington. He loves them. He, 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 he's why he is, but them. why does he? He wants their fame? Uh, no. No, he loves music. It's just, yeah, he loves their music. 
I mean, oh, okay, yeah, all right, okay, admiration, yes, all right. I respect, okay. I want to grow up to be so like he meets uh, the soul that doesn't want to be a human, the soul that doesn't care Which is about played by Tina Fey, Tina Fey, and she, um, she's like, I don't want to be a, a person. Life sucks. I don't. I see no reason to be there, and he's like. I don't give a shit what you think. Just help me to get back to Earth. And she's like, I'll help you because if I help you, suddenly uh, I can give you my Earth badge right. and like you can take my place and um, and I could stay here forever. She she's doesn't, like the anti Michael or anti Gabriel. <clears throat> she doesn't want. She doesn't want to be a person. Right. You know what? The ultimate rebellion. You know, hey, you can have life. I don't want life. Don't you, know? you see the antithesis? Oh, that's the wrong. It was the right word. Like, or Michael, I want to be human. Or was it Gabriel? I want to be human since they get to. And this opposite one is, I don't want to be. No, yeah, I... she definitely does not want to exist. She wants to stay. So she's number 22. Two twenty-three. Yeah, why? What is the I know this is significance to that number. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's just like you know, let's just choose twenty-two. I know the significance. It's basically just a low number. Fuck. I'm gonna figure it out. So but, there's a soul, and they they number them. Your name is your number, and every time you're before you're born, you get a number, and we're in the billions, and so um, we are introduced to a character called twenty-two. And 22 is one of the most earliest, first souls that just didn't want to be. And she's, she was uh, co- uh, coerced by Gandhi and Freud and Lincoln. And she, and she, couldn't, she couldn't be turned. She's like, I don't want to live. You guys suck. Yeah, so, she was given all these mentors, yeah. So as a... Um, as a, as a way of introducing us to this character, she's called 22, which means she's so old that of the billions of people that came after her, she was one of the first. Is, tw- is the world, is the Earth 22 billion years old? <laughs> I, I, oh. Whatever. All right. I, I'm sure there's some reason like for the number. I don't know what it is. Okay. But she says, I don't, I don't care. So she helps this guy. Because why this guy? She sees his life as just meaningless. She sees in this hall of everything. She sees his life. They they show like an image of him eating in a diner alone. She sees him like all all by himself on the train, and she's like, "You had such a shitty life. Why would you want to go back?" But to she's it? picking and choosing. But she's she's. She doesn't understand why someone was such a shitty life. But she only picked up those parts. She didn't pick up the parts where he was happy. Because she's only seen people like Freud and Lincoln. Like, she's only seen the most successful people in their lives. She's never seen someone with such a shitty life that why would you want to go back there? All of his life was the reason why she didn't want to go back there. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, now she's like, why the fuck do you want to go back there? So she's invested. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, so she, she's on board. Forcefully. <clears throat> Reluctantly. By, by her own choice. But she, she chose, she wants to be. She got sucked into the thing. Into the his body. 
She didn't have a say in it. So, okay, so um, they find a way of getting him back to his body, but things get botched up because he's so excited about it that he bumps her in, and they end up where he's in, put into the body of a cat, <laughs> and she's in the body, in his body. What? Um, so, because now she's living his life, she's seeing things through his eyes. And because he is on the side, we start to see how his idealism is flawed. So when... Because um, he's looking at it objectively. A student comes to his place. A gifted student. Like and, the, the girl. Yeah. The little girl. The Asian girl. She says, I want to quit. And he's like, fuck her. Just, uh, for, gee, he goes, what do you the, mean? My, yeah, yeah, like, he goes, forget about her. Let's just move on. We got, go. we, I got to get moving. And, and 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 it's it's the soul, the young girl's number twenty two soul. She's like, why does she want to quit? She's curious. Like, so she, she twenty two was intrigued by this. I want yeah. to help her quit. Yeah, she's uh. like, I agree. Why the fuck? This is meaningless. And so she connects with that student in that moment where she's like, I don't, I don't know why you didn't quit. Like you should have quit a long time ago. I get it. And, and so, um, the guy's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. So like when you want, see the difference about how much he cares about himself versus his students and how much she cares about the student versus that dude, you start to understand that maybe the creative, like, I want to make it. I want to find that. I want my break. is kind of selfish. Now, wait a minute. So do you think she turned when she heard the music, or she turned when she saw the girl's passion? She just saw the girl saying, I don't want something that she actually really wanted. And she's like, why the fuck would you say I don't want something when you really want it? Uh, she doesn't get like the nuances of humanity. While at the same time, we're watching him say, fuck all that. I got to get back to my body. Me, me, me. Right. He sort of uh, expresses it by saying, that's just plain old living. Which means that he always took living... For granted. Yes, exactly. So by the end of the movie, um, the things that he held, that as an audience member, I held as a standard, making it, getting your break, finding that space, suddenly they're like, you know what? That doesn't mean anything. So when she said, the lady, the Dominique, Dion, uh, Dorisa, Dorisa, she said, it, every she goes, he goes. What happens now? He said, "We do this again." Yeah, you no. Know, she said, "This is just going to happen a day, a, every it's day." It's like him teaching then. So suddenly he realizes that this is the same. Like, just, I've got, it's the same day over and over and over. Like teaching. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's Where, kind of like. It's, but what do you think it was going to be? Well, but you see, but that's the. I think that's the. Uh, that's right. And here's the word I've, I've rarely used: the irony. Uh, <laughs> is, is that he like steps out after he has had his break after he has had his performance after he literally has been put in the zone of zones he steps outside Doritha steps up right next to him and she goes well what did you expect and he says I don't know I just thought 
you know, and, and it, what it was is simply this. We go through life, all of us, and at some point we get to that point where we get to something that we experience where we do it and we suddenly say to ourselves, well, now what? Mm-hmm. And you either say, I've done it, or I'm just going to do it again, but better, so that I can continue having that experience, which I hope is a good one. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: he could <clears throat> he continued with it. I wonder, was it his passion? He then? Can, you know what? Now here's the thing: what if passion becomes? You see, I, I hate to say this, okay, but what if you just get bored with it and you don't pay attention to it because it's easy for you to do? Let me put it to you like this. Do you remember the movie... That's repetitive. Oh, sure, but do you remember the movie um, uh, Goodwill Hunting? Yes. And at one point, uh, the, 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 the Matt, Matt Damon character, who's a genius with numbers, mm-hmm. he tells everyone, you know, this is easy for me. I don't give a shit about this. This is easy. And he's telling it to people who had to go to school, literally work their way to like knowing what physics and becoming an expert or becoming a professor or whatever. And they are right there in a room with a kid who says, this is easy for me. While to a bunch of people who, who have had it hard. Mm-hmm. So if you do that and you live your life and you, 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 you reach that experience where you then say, well, is that it? Well, now what? Well, he, this guy in the movie Soul realizes that, like, well, this, this what do you think it's going to be? Yeah, I know, but, but that's like, that naive, thing. like, think, oh, wait, it, it, I got this again tomorrow? It's, like, it's oh. another step in life. <clears throat> now, either get better or keep doing it, but you know what? Because it's easy for you. But he just doesn't do a life of keep doing it, the same songs over and over every night. But remember and how then he, he goes the next day. But remember how he declares, song. remember how he declares at the very, it's the last line of the movie, he, he declares, what are you going to do tomorrow with the rest of your life? And he goes, I don't know, but I'm going to live it every minute of it. Which means that for him, the next experience will be a, a better one. Huh, okay. Did I make sense? I, think I got lost there. I swear I'm still high. I'm uh. still, like, literally... Oh, and... I, I, have, I have time travels, by the way. Oh, you have the two FX1 of no men. <laughs> You know, I went through an experience, which is surprising because it's just, you know, weed. Uh, but I went through the experience that is, is above the LSD that I tried at the beginning of the year. Yes. I think it is now. Yes. So, I, I'm, I'm surprised that... Crash can be answered. This one right here, the weed that we smoked, is better than the LSD experience. And I thought it would be the opposite. Like That strain was called placebo. Which one? The one that we, I just took? Yeah. It was called placebo? Yeah. Well, that's ironic. <laughs> anyway, um, so so to bring it all back to what I was talking about, I want the break. I want that break. I want somebody to see my work and to, to make me famous. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the, at the end of this movie, our, our hero gets that. And so uh, I'm saying, but you see, you want that break, but 
He seems like when he finally did get that break, like, I got to do this again tomorrow night? He goes, right. what so, did he think it was going to fucking be? Like, I only do it once and I'm, like, magazines I think, I th- and money? I think that it's another version of the same thing. That he lives his life and he he teaches these kids... And it's like the same thing every day. And like he doesn't want that. But he realizes that success is actually the same thing. And it's not a – life isn't about success. So like in the pre-human um, world, these souls, um, they're given the opportunity to choose a, a way to live, to uh, a passion for their life. And he thinks it's called – uh, their uh, passion, their, their spark. Their spark. He thinks his spark is purpose. He's like, your spark is your purpose in life. My purpose is to play piano. But what he doesn't realize is spark isn't about purpose; it's about life. So, what? When 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 his soul goes to Earth as a human, we see her laying on her back on the subway uh, grate. And like feeling the wind fly up behind her. Okay. And her hat flies off. Yes. We see her eating a lollipop. Right. Or eating pizza. Yes. We see her enjoying small things. Yes. That we take for granted. That we don't really think of as a purpose. Uh-huh. But that was the purpose that filled in that last void in her... Uh, so she saw the guy hatch. walking with his kid across the street? You Remember know, when she looked across the street and she saw the guy pushing or holding his kid walking down the street? I don't know, but I feel like what she did experience was more like it wasn't about being a musician or being anything. Because the way that she describes it is seeing the stars yeah. or taking a walk yeah, from, like, from, the, the, from the highest heavens to the lowest earth. It's not about, you know, being a, a, a soccer player, a rocket scientist, or a musician. It's about the small things that you experience. Watching this thing come from a tree that spins and then lands in your in in your hand. Oh. It's it's a very small. Oh, I see. So when he said it's just walking, what's the big deal? But to right. her. Walking from, is everything. From the smallest thing to the largest thing, seeing the stars. Like, she, he goes, um, uh, sky watching or just walking? Watching the stars or just walking around? It's the same thing. And I, I feel like that's the important part that I missed. That finding that break is not what life's about. It's about... All of the little things in between. It's about when I'm at work and and I take a picture of a kid and nobody's ever been able to make him smile before, but I did it. And the mom is so overjoyed because she saw a picture of her kid smiling. That moment is what really what life's all about. And that's what I'm missing in the other Pixar movies. That connection between what I actually experienced. Maybe it didn't make me cry. Maybe I didn't cry like I did in Coco. But but connection that I connected with what that character is actually going through 
like and then what I've been through uh-huh. that meant something because life the creative life isn't about like succeeding in you know photography and glamour magazine it's about those moments where you connect with a person where you've exceeded your expectations and done something creatively that's beyond yourself that really satisfies me. Is this is another take on It's a Wonderful Life? Hmm. Interesting notion what you just asked. That's a quick question. It's a Wonderful Life. So like a, a guy who feels like he didn't do enough? Exactly. He's given a second opportunity to view what he would miss or people would miss him uh, if he never lived. So here's a guy who, and, and, and stay with me here. So Joe Gardner is a musician who never got his big break. So when uh, circumstances cause him to die and he goes to the great before, he has to suddenly realize, look, I've, I, I, I know I have not finished. I have to go back. I have not finished. Well, you know, the thing is that, yeah, you, 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 you had a choice. You had a chance to, to live it the first 30, 45 years of your life. Now that it's been taken away from you, don't you miss it? And the thing is that it's all about regret. So he says, if I go back, I'll do better. You know, and and that's exactly what Wonderful Life was about. It's like, hey, you didn't realize that you were this good of a person. So go back and continue being that good of a person because that's who you are. Anyway, I enjoyed <laughs> the movie. I thought it was good. I, I'm, yeah, it didn't make me cry the way that uh, Up or Coco did, but it connected with me on a much deeper level than either of those any of those movies wow. have done. So I, I mean, this is one of my, the best movies, and I've seen a bunch huh. of movies this year. I want to say this is the best movie of the year I saw. Wow! Really. Yeah. Did, wow. did you guys see many movies in 2020? Uh, no, to be quite honest, I have not. But, I'll, you know... Yes. It's... And I forgot what my number one was of the year. It's all right, all right? I'm sorry, what? It's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <clears throat> did I kill someone? Oh, again. Um, what movie movies did you see this year? Uh, I saw this one film called uh, The Midnight Sky. Did, did any of you catch that? It's a George Clooney flick. Uh, it's on Netflix. Now, here's the thing: if you watch that movie, it's a really step by step by step emotional roller coaster. Play to the numbers, and it works well. It's a beautiful film. It's got a great story. It has a nice twist. It literally goes through the map of one, two, three, four, five acts. Perfect script. Really nicely done. Big Hollywood production, streaming on Netflix. And then compare it to what I think is the best film of 2020, which is, once again, I'm going to use the word ironic because I'm pretty sure I saw it in 2020. And it was a movie called The Vast of Night. And it's an Amazon Prime movie that was 20 times more genius than Midnight Sky. And I'm being unfair because, to be quite honest with you, I'm only comparing it to Midnight Sky. No, Vast of the Night 
was literally the better movie of any movie I saw this entire year. And I didn't see that many, so I can't really be overly effective of my choices. But Best of the Night is the best flick to catch because it's the best film of the year. Where was your best film of the year? Oh, my God. Uh, fuck. I can't remember what came out in 2020. Have we? Can you help me? Have we fallen <laughs> off topic? No, no, not no, not really. Um, what is the top twenty box office films of twenty twenty? Let's see, film or twenty twenty <laughs> films. Twenty. God damn it! <clears throat> oh man, I really dropped that. We got a uh, movie called um, uh, Tenet. Ugh, no, oh, that, yeah. was, that was my I worst. That. I wanted that film to be a little <clears throat> That was in my worst of 2020. Tenet. But it was a very challenging movie to oh, watch. And yeah. I, that, that guy, I hope he got this out of his system. Let's move on, dude. WW84? WW84. Oh, Wonder Woman 84? Oh. I did not Another shitty like movie. That no, was, was a big letdown. That movie was ugh, fucking lame. Mm hmm. Over the Moon, The Trial of Over the, the Moon? Chicago. Trial of the Chicago Seven. I didn't see it. <laughs> I saw that one. I saw that one. Oh, you think? Uh, King of Staten Island. It, I you haven't know, seen it. Uh, the 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 the, uh, the, um, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. It it was pretty good. Pretty good actors. Nice looking, but it it just makes you laugh. It's like a bunch of Hollywood actors pretending it's the 1960s. I'm not saying that it's fake. I think that it just says. Oh, let's let's uh, let's pretend that we're really these guys, and you know that that's not really how they were. The New Mutants. No, oh, that movie sucked. That was the suckiest suck that ever sucked. <laughs> oh, it sucked. Save that for Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Birds of Prey. Oh, that one. Birds of Prey. Oh, that was the old chick one. That sucked. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. This is the top ten grossy films of 2020. Come on, man. Can you give me the top 20 of 2020? What do we got here? Um, For fuck's sake. Nomad Land. Never <sighs> rarely, sometimes, always. First Cow. We didn't see any of these No. Mother's no, no, Rock. No. Thinking of Ending Things. Uh Bean Polte, Time. Uh, yeah, we didn't see any of these movies. Oh my god. Wow. Then I can't tell you what my <clears throat> favorite movie of this year was. So, I don't know. I, maybe that doesn't mean much, but I really feel like Soul is my favorite movie this year. Huh. Interesting. You know, Soul is, um. You know, I want to talk about. I want to actually ask you guys a question about the movies. So In between slaps? Hey, oh, All right, so in the movie sense. Soul, there's a lot of world building. Um, it, it shows you what they call is the great beyond and then the great before. Be- the great beyond was actually pretty scary because if you think about it, it's a long staircase, actually kind of like a treadmill, that leads to a giant sun. A stairmaster, but go on. Where th- 
obviously millions of souls are, are gathering before they cross over. I don't know about you guys, but if you imagine death, you sort of want it to be like that. And I have always been curious as to how Pixar is one of those uh, shows or one of those companies, one of those animation companies that want to depict the life after this one. They did it with the movie Coco. Mm-hmm. They even did it to an extent, uh, sort of like allegorically with the movie Up, My Life After the Woman I Love Has Died. And you also see it, like I said, in Coco. Uh, oh, uh, uh, well, anyways, the point is this. So, Pixar depicts the after we're dead part. That I kind of like, I say to myself, God, I hope it's like that because they're they're depicting that your life is going to be better, that you're going to be happier because you've joined the souls of your ancestors, mm-hmm. that your soul has become one with the universe. But here's the irony. The Pixar movies that depict the life after, which is way ten times better, the antagonist, the character, the hero, always comes wants to leave it because it's, no, I, I haven't finished with the one that's all <laughs> shitty and terrible. You okay there, Mike? I took I took a hit. Of the of the vape thing? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're gonna get so high. Now. I'm actually co- coming down. I'm actually coming coming down. Good. Good <laughs> Uh okay. So what do you what do you rate this movie? Oh, did I did I stop talking about the movie Soul Life? Wait, I'm sorry, I have a question for you. Twenty two. Yeah. So then, is this is he happy teaching? He would have been, and then he, he because at the end of the movie he's like, I just want to live my life because he realizes that he was so the story arcs of both twenty two and Joe are twenty two realizes that life is about not a purpose but a meaning. So she's been trying to find this purpose, but realizes it's not about purpose. It's about the small things in life. It's about experiencing things like eating a pizza because like at the end of the movie <gasps> Joe um, ha- looks in his pocket yeah. and he pulls out like half an e- eaten pizza yeah. he pulls out um, like a half eaten lollipop and uh, stuff that that 22 experienced in life and he replaces sheet music on his piano with those things uh-huh. And then he starts playing a tune based on her life. So like what <clears throat> so what that means is like Joe realizes that life is like music. That the experiences, small and large, that we have are notes in a bigger song and that he's been playing it his whole life and he's lived such a rich life that he's ready to give it up. He's like, I've lived such a rich life. I've gone through something like riding the subway. I did, you know, like just seeing him sitting in a train car was enough for a soul that hasn't been born yet to realize this is my spark. And so she teaches him that life is not about purpose, it's about moments. It's about living. So at the end of the movie, when he's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to live life to the fullest, 
He's about those moments. He's about looking up into the sky and seeing a, a leaf fall into his palm. You know? So it sounds like this is a modern or another version of It's a Wonderful Life or a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hero realizing um, that there's appreciation. But he's already lived that, the whole helicopter exactly. thing falling in his hand. But so what? Exactly. It's the same thing as his own Groundhog Day. Exactly. That's the point that, that, that the movie's trying to make. Is that someone like me, that's been waiting for his break his whole life, has been getting it his whole life. Wow. But, but, you know but is mean? the thing falling in his hand? Exactly. Like, the weed... Just don't realize it that wow. small bit. You're absolutely fucking right. What he's been missing, and so by the end of the film, he's like, you know what? I've lived my life. You live your life, and mm-hmm. he gives her the badge. So he wants her to live her life because right. he realizes that he's done all of it, all right. the stuff yeah. that she's been appreciating. He's already lived, and he's like, man, I really fucking lived a cool life. Now, pair that with. The Hall of You or whatever, where he goes to the life. The You and seminar. They, and they show. Yeah. And they his, show life, him, his life is depressing. And he's like playing a piano and he's like in a bar alone and he's uh-huh. like on the train alone. And is he alone? He doesn't realize that what he sees is him being alone. She's about to see that that's life. Hmm. The very mundane stuff that he thought was nothing. Mm-hmm. That he, he goes, I wasted my life. She's like, that's fucking living life. That's the reason I want to be a person. So I can just eat by myself and do this? Exactly, because they showed him eating by himself before. Afterwards, when he's eating by himself, it's because it's with purpose. They show all of those same scenes later when he's realizing how valuable his life has been and that he's done all he was going to do. Uh And he gives his life back to her. So that's why, like, there wasn't a moment in, in Coco or in Up... Where, where you cry, but the whole movie was so like enveloped in what I've been through, and I understand mm-hmm. that it felt like it was a different kind of cry. I'm not crying at the moment, but like right. in my heart, uh-huh. I'm just like in a constant sobbing, like I'm right. constantly because it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like this movie meant a lot to me. I, I mean. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people that are like, mm, this is not The Incredibles. Fuck you. Is it meant, <laughs> meant something to me. But wait a minute. Mike, here's what I want to get. You wake up every morning and you make that coffee. You pour your cream in. And she's like, wow. But you was like, exactly. here I go again. Yes. You're supposed to, she's supposed to say, hey, Mike, you see how awesome it is? You're pouring sugar into your and pouring cream. You see how awesome every day? You're like, no, this isn't awesome every fucking day. Exactly. Because it's only new to her, though. Exactly. Yeah. It should yeah. be new to you. But, 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 but it isn't. It's exactly. repetition. It's it a Groundhog Day. It should be. But wait a minute. Then by that very fact, if you want to, let's pull a moment, Groundhog Day, Bill Murray's like, you should be like, what are you pressed to press about? Every day is different now. That woman you, that guy who came up to you and said, hey, hey, let me sell you insurance. You should say, hey, this is great. Because I get to see you every day is different. That doesn't make sense. I'd be in it. That's hell. That exactly makes sense. The fact that uh, if you could live every day and see your life differently, like the same thing differently, that's a that's a blessing. I don't know why that you wouldn't think that that's <clears throat> to to see 
Hmm. Being hit in the head with a falling leaf in two different ways. And, like, let's say, like, ah, there's a leaf in my hair. Uh. And you brush it off. But the other person's like, hey, there's a leaf in my hair. That's gorgeous. Like, it's a beautiful summer day. Look at the leaves falling. It's orange and brown. I love all these earthy colors. To appreciate that moment, uh, it's more valuable than the opposite. So what I'm seeing is, firstly from you, it sounds like you are seeing a Zen connection to this. But with Groundhog Day, I'm, I think I'm more of the Groundhog Day. Like this, every fucking day is the same. When the same goddamn helicopter thing falls on me, I just want something different than every That's single the day. The fact that okay, so like when um, he's given his break and he kicks ass, and Dorothea, whatever her name is, uh-huh. comes back and like, "Hey, I see you tomorrow." It's, it's like, "What happens tomorrow?" He's like, "Same thing." And he realizes, like, this is just the same thing I had at the school, middle school. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing day after day. Like, it's not, it's no different. I thought it would, could be, I, and she's like, what's the matter? So he is miserable then. Well, he's, she says to him, what's the matter? And he's like, I just thought this would be different. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Mm. So, like, he's already telling her, my perceptions on reality are different than what I thought they were going to be. In the meanwhile, um, the most <coughs> mundane and yet meaningful things in life are, are things we pass up, which is kind of what this movie, I, I think that's what's valuable about what how the, it was written, is that it makes you think, I mean, in the first part of the movie, you're thinking, well, he is going to, he needs his break. We're going to bring him back from death to live his break. And you realize that later on, this break is bullshit. It's not about the break. It's about all the stuff that led up to it. Yeah. It's about the haircut and the lollipop. Mm-hmm. And the haircut? Why was it because, significant about the haircut? Because it's not real. To, to say sitting in this chair to get this haircut makes you in power. Yeah. And he accepted it. He's like, yeah, I want to be in the chair. Um, that's life. Like, that's everyday life. It's about appreciating what's in front of you right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah. is, which, is, uh, which is really the... Um, it's like when the plot is taking you to, hey, everybody, let's go over here where... The end of the movie is going to be about how great it is to make it and to be seen and to be and appreciated artistically. Moment, yeah. Finally, he's going to get his break and he's going to be seen as the you know the artistic master he is. But then it's like, no, nope, pass. We're gonna we're gonna make it about what makes you lose all of that, all of the stuff that you think is the greatest thing all the shit that makes you not get there is life like that's like she was laying down on a train platform or on a grate and feeling the wind of the train mm-hmm. and that's what made her happy right like that was a spark and so like this guy has got lofty ideas when she's like no 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 it's not about these big things it's about the little things 
That's what makes life meaningful. Did the mother? Why did the mother want him to stay as a teacher? Then is it because it's job security and insurance? Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that. Um, okay, it sort of wants to explain the life of Joe Gardner in as much time as possible, and I think they did it brilliantly. But you see, here's the moment: you see him interacting with his mother, who says, "Hey." Your job that you have as a teacher, as a music teacher, is job security. You can have your benefits and you will be fine. And that's because she basically wants him to have a safe life where, as a caring mother, will always wants him to be okay. But as an artist that he is, he wants to continue pursuing this passion that doesn't guarantee a livelihood, doesn't guarantee benefits, sort of like takes away from the actual reason why you should take care of your life because you don't want to be reckless with your life and the way that people are reckless with their lives is by being artists and they are trying to find that thing in life that they have worked so hard like for instance okay if an architect wants to if a, if a, if a person wants to be an architect they want to build the tallest building in the world that will never fall in, that will be able to fit everybody in the in the world. That's what they want. But they know they're not going to accomplish it. But just imagine the joy that they would have if they continue to accomplish everything that they've ever wanted in life. But once they get to that ultimate achievement, they say, is that all there is? Because they start realizing that in between were all those moments that are actual achievements. Seriously, me going to the bathroom, that's an achievement. Me getting a, a soda, that's an achievement. But imagine somebody who has never walked before. Imagine somebody who's never had a, a, a soda before. It, at some point, they say, wow, I remember that, that moment. And we get those all the time. But we sort of like want to put it on a scale where we say we won't be as happy as we should be until we get to there. And the thing is that somebody's kind of always told us, You've always been there. You just have not noticed. <laughs> you look confused. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this back. Uh, I, I, I really am ranting, and I'm, I'm, no, I'm still no, there. Art, no, uh, Art makes a good You're point. It does? <laughs> in that um, there isn't a grand moment where Joe is going to be accepted into the artistic community because he's on the, the, the quartet of Dorothea, whatever her name is, and <clears throat> he doesn't get that till the end because until then, he, like us, think that we need the big break and then suddenly we're going to be famous photographers or designers or animators or whatever we want to be. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that uh, it's not that that makes us happy, it's getting there. There was a there's a guy named uh, John Byrne. He's my favorite comic book artist. X Men. Hmm. Yeah, the X Men for a while. He did a lot of stuff. He was my favorite favorite artist growing up. And I read an, an article about him. <coughs> well, he said if um, like every day, every time I, every time I come to work, I feel nervous, like anxious, like I'm, I'm not doing it right, and I do it. And then I'm done, and that's it. But every time I go into it, I keep thinking, like, I, I, I don't know if I'm doing this correctly, you know. And I think that any time I come to the point where I don't think that, that's when I'm going to quit. Wow. 
Wow. Right? Because wow. once you realize that you're, you can do it, I think he was saying that he would, he, he wasn't, he wasn't going to give himself to it anymore because that, that's, it's not worth it. I, I think there's a value um, in, 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 in the, I don't know, the passion that we're putting into things we do, whether it's design or animation like Art's doing. Um, he's putting a certain thing into it that's universal and it's very easy to kind of play. The thing about this plot was that it begins with where we are. You know, like we're thinking, like, what if uh, a cold farewell can make it in this weird... Yeah, I've always I've always had this dream. Wouldn't it be great if I put it out in the internet... Somebody from Atlanta calls me up and say, I work for TMC. We're going to do a night of film noirs, and we'd like to present or show your our short as the kickoff for the night of programming uh, on TCM, Turner Classic Movies. And somebody watching it and then calling me and says, hey, listen, uh, we make really low-budget movies, but we make them look good. So, you know, would you like to actually adapt this into a live movie? And that would be, that would be what I would want. But he's that still now. He gets there and they're like, "Hey, we want more episodes. Here's per years, <laughs> right? And here's the contract with but stupid money." That's the back and forth. So that versus all the shit he went through to get to where he could distribute. Uh huh. All of the stuff where he's at home and he's. Trying to animate, he's not sure it's going to work, and he thinks that well, tomorrow I'm going to be different because I'll be a little bit better at what I'm doing. And then I'm going to look at yesterday's stuff, think that's shit. Like all the stuff that goes through his head <clears throat> while he's doing it. That's the stuff that this movie says is more important than him actually making it. Like him actually making it with TMC or whatever he wants to to to, to be with, like. That is insignificant to what he's been through to get to that point. Mm-hmm. All of this, the self-doubt, the uh, visualization creatively, what this should be, all the, uh, the, the voice direction he gave to all the actors, all that stuff is more valuable than him actually making it. You know so I mean? how does that translate to him being happy then? Uh, because he's the been happy. Teaching at the grade school. Or the he's school. been happy, he just hasn't realized it yet. Yeah, you know, I, I, let, uh, let, me pretty, let, me, let me kind of describe it like he this. Is, he just doesn't know because the, kid, the, student, the former student called him and said, hey, I got a gig for you. So, no, so he made that, an impact. but also the little girl illustrates that beautifully. Uh. She walks through his house and the, uh, the uh, 22 doesn't understand why she came to quit. Why didn't she? And he's like, because she never wanted to quit to begin with. He's so dismissive of something that 22 thinks is so valuable. Yeah. It, and and, uh. and it, it's literally like, because you don't think of it, you don't realize how precious it is. Uh. How life precious, preciously is. You, you, you sort of like throw things away. And you don't regard them the way they should be regarded. Like... It's, it, it's like it's, it's, it's like you, you, you notice when something is missing in your life uh-huh. and you can't put your finger on it 
and then you realize that it's the smell of fresh roasted coffee from your kitchen. Or farts. Yes. And and you realize that those are, you know, these moments where you had a laugh or a moment where you thought someone was funny or you, or a moment where you finally realize something or that moment where you remember that thing that you forgot so long ago and it makes you smile and you have that moment of that's what life is about. That's hey, it right how there. How many keys are on a piano? 88. So 22 times 4 is... 22 times 4? <laughs> Dude, that's 88. Is there a one-fourth of something? That is that what this movie... Why, why the thing was just, called 22? Just with them. I wonder why it's called 22. Is, it, is that thing one-fourth of something? Huh. I honestly don't know. 88 thumbs, maybe. Okay, yeah. Oh, happy as the... Oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> I'm definitely... Eating fingers. <laughs> out of uh, 22, where do you give this movie? I give it... Oh, yeah. I give it a... You know, I, I, I'm going to give it a 15. And that might seem kind of low out of 22, or, or a significant chunk off of it. But, um, I, 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 you know, I, I think I would have preferred an emotional punch. I wanted to cry at this movie, but like you said, you didn't cry, but it was a different kind of cry. All right. I would agree with Art. Yay. Fifteen. I, I. I. It didn't suck. It just wasn't for me. I needed the tearing up or the crying, and I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't get it. So I'm not saying the movie sucked. I'm just saying that it just wasn't for me. I'm not audience. I'm gonna give it a 21. Wow! Well, you, you only you because loved it, 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 you know. it, connect, it connected with me wow. uh, in a very personal way. Um, you're right; it didn't have the moment where you know Miguelis is singing "Remember Me" to his grandma. Uh, it didn't have the moment where uh, you know the guy in up was at his, his wife's funeral. Right. I, I know it didn't have that moment, but like the entire movie was that moment for me. It was like, yeah, I've never made it, and I wish I could, but maybe, maybe, I just have to look at my life as, as a series of, of things I don't pay attention to, hmm. and that those things are the reason why I should be happy. His whole, your whole life can be happy, eating alone, being on the train alone, yeah. being by yourself... You could be happy doing all those things and have your art. It's not your art that makes you happy. It's not purpose. Well, it's, it's life. Do, do you remember... I don't know if we ever talked about this, but this was it, okay? And, and this actually kind of like goes to what the soul is all about. But I think I, I remember telling you about how George Lucas, when he was making the movie Star Wars, was miserable every single minute of making the movie. Everything was going wrong. Things were not going right. But he persevered, he persevered, persevered, and got and accomplished the movie he wanted. And yet, to this day, anybody who calls him or talks to him uh, in regards to Star Wars always wants to ask, what was it like to be there? And they're literally showing him photographs of, you see, this was taken on the set. There you are talking with Carrie Fisher. Do you recall what you said to her? Because that's a great moment, isn't it? And... I'm pretty sure George Lucas says, you know, I was I was working. I was, it was difficult and everything. But the point is that here's somebody who's showing him a moment of his life and telling him, hey, this right here, this was a great moment in your life. What was it like? 
And George Lucas has got to say, I I didn't notice. But maybe George Lucas is also saying, I wish I had experienced it. I wish I had appreciated it. And here's George Lucas, a guy that we all, a lot of us want to be, because he lived those moments. But he himself didn't live it. He only just got to the finish line. Yeah, you see, I, I know. <laughs> Holy shit, oh, it must be the weed. I'm understanding what he's saying now. <laughs> it's that you're seeing this for the first time. I've done this every mother effing day yeah. of my life for the past X years. That's why I'm kind of like, oh, so what? Can thing falling from the sky. You're seeing it for the first time. Now, you try being in my shoes and seeing this for X amount of years and tell me, and check back with me and let me know if you still are in awe of a thing falling from a tree. That's where, that's where it kind of loses me. Uh, you know, that's why I'm, well, that's why I, I liked mean, it, but I wasn't in, in awe of, of, of it. I think as a story goes, just trying to, to Illustrate a, a, uh, an idea. I liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was it was a good way for for you to remind me that it's not about uh, making it. It's about you know living it. Right. It's uh, you don't um, find moments of uh, fame and fortune. You find moments of moments more of. Of, of just joy and love, mm. you know. So, I mean, I enjoyed the idea that maybe we don't we don't need to have a purpose in life. We just have to have moments. Can I ask you a question? Who is this movie for? Is it for us or is it for kids? Because you and I, we're, we're sitting here just deconstructing this plot and story, which is clearly not for kids. So... Is this for is this movie for us? I think it's for us. Yeah, I think it was a little too adult for kids. Yeah, I can't appreciate this because let's face it, a, a little kid can probably think about life and death, but adults do it better. Yeah, this is like with the Incredibles. This is good versus evil. This one is like appreciation. I don't think kids are at that love are are not at that level. Of appreciation versus what's good versus evil. Did you guys ever catch a flick called? Well, may I ask a question uh, before I, I, I get the answer to the one I w- wanted to originally ask? Huh? Do you <coughs> do you imagine know. what heaven is will be like? Have you ever? And what is it that you think heaven will be like? Uh, what do I think heaven would be like? Um, I don't think there is. I think that my first memory. Ever was waking up behind a sofa. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything after. Mm-hmm. But I don't before. remember anything before that. Yeah. So I don't think no, there's a heaven. I just think that once you die, boop, at the exact same moment you pop into another uh, quantum leap, if you will, wow. another body, and you just wake up and you live that life until. Okay. Well, here's here's the most amazing thing. I, I'm I'm literally going through this. Um, determination that I, I don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not there yet, but I, I'm really getting there where I just don't believe there's a God. But yet, the first moment, the literal first memory I have in my life was a dream that I had when I was like three years old, three, mm-hmm. four years old. 
And in this dream, and I knew it was a dream, because I feel that it's a dream. And yet, I'm a little kid. And I remember this. I'm three years old, but yet I'm, I'm having this dream. Mm-hmm. And in this dream, I'm in my parents' courtyard in Mexico City, because that's where we used to live before. And in this courtyard are my sister and my two brothers. And I'm just looking at them, and they're looking at... In the courtyard are the, the cross with Jesus Christ in it, and right next to him, the two thieves. You know, the, it's the crucifixion. And Jesus, and I know that he, his name is Jesus. I know that he is Jesus Christ, the Lord. And I'm a little kid, and I'm having this dream. And Jesus is asking for water. And I'm looking around, and nobody is, like, helping him. So I'm a little kid. Yeah. I put the, uh, the ladder, and I climb up, and I give him water, because no one else is giving him water. So I, I climb back down, and then I wake up. And I'm, I, the, I wake up and I know that I'm sleeping in a bed. I know that in, in, at the foot of the bed are the clothes that my mom has laid out for me to put on for that day. I put it on. I walk out to that courtyard. My mom is at the end of the courtyard. And I know that that's my mom. And I run to her arms. And that's it. From that moment, don't remember anything before. But here's the thing. Here I am, a guy who is saying there is no God, but yet my very first memory... That began my life is of God. That proves it. Tell me, what yeah. does that prove? There's a God. Was your bed wet? No, I wouldn't remember that. I guess oh. no, I would no, no. My bed was not wet. You really know how to destroy a story. You know? <laughs> it's like it's like when he, when 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 I tell you a story of like, and then uh, well, she and I we shared our first kiss, and you're like, did you finger her? <laughs> I don't remember Paul ever asking that, but okay. <laughs> hmm. So I'm coming down from this high. Good. Mike, you're, you're high up there, man. Like you're a, like you're a about to say. Balloon. I think that um, life is made up of moments that we rarely appreciate. That are uh, filled with, you know, joy. But um, <coughs> I think that's the takeaway I got from this movie. It's not about being famous, getting your your break. It's about appreciating the moments up to that. You know, Mike, you like it? Equate this to a mutual friend of ours saw "It's a Wonderful Life." Her takeaway from this movie is: you give up on your dreams, you're doomed to live in the town you you grew you born in and grew up in and will die in. Hmm. That was her takeaway from "It's a Wonderful Life." I saw that as something entirely different. Because so I think that was my takeaway from Soul was: you do this take bath, this is what's going to happen. I guess it's all. In the upbringing, I, I, or ideas, I guess, right? Well, at the end of the movie, Joe, he's got like, he's playing the piano. And he's sad because 
He's just been told that his entire future is about repetition, the same thing that he's been through. What about the pizza crust and the bagel? Well, then he, he reaches into his pocket, and he pulls out the bagel and the pizza crust, and the lollipop. Uh-huh. The things that 22, the things that caused her to find her spark. And he replaces the sheet music on the piano with those items. And he plays a tune. Meaning, the most mundane things in your life. The, the giving of a fourth of your bagel to a guy who you appreciate. It's on the subway platform. Um, what did you say? I said the, the, the giving of your quarter of a piece of bagel. At 22 is one-fourth of 88. Anyway, those small things mean more. Those are the, the actual songs that you're composing. The, the, the creativity, the song of your life consists of the things that are most mundane. The pizza crust and, you know, the bagel and all that are the things that make up the song of your life. So, like, as he's playing this music, that's on it, where, where the sheet music should be, right? He put all of those things there. So when he auditioned for her band, Dorothea's band, where was that coming from when he went off? The zone. He got in the zone. Yeah. Oh. Where his happiness is. Yeah, where the passion is, where he finds his passion. Yeah. So it was uh, great hanging out with you guys. Raymond. You guys literally <laughs> heard me being high tonight. I just came down. I'm actually pretty good right now. Not figuratively, but... But holy did. cow, did I have a great trip. Boy, oh, did you ever. I how, sure did. How was it? What did you see? Did you get first well, class meal? Well, first of all, I really did time travel. I literally was in the couch while we were watching the movie. I was listening to the movie, but every time I... Well, I had my eyes closed. And I literally was like... Making every kind of picture happen. Hmm. And I was dropping through moments of my life, believe it or not. But we're not talking about moments of my life. We're talking about the feeling. Like the rooms in the 1970s. The way that the day felt in nineteen in the 1980s, you know? Like a warm tongue on your, the back of your neck? You know what? As much as I try to kind of recall sexual experiences, none of them came true. Oh. You know, and I tried. I was actually trying because... It, the trip felt like a uh, a um, no that dream. What is that? No, it was like a lucid dream, oh. and I thought that I can contra- control it and put myself in spots. But instead, I just like wrote it out. I, I was like a drone. I was like literally. That's right. Two out of five men can achieve that a lucid dream. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So uh, it was great seeing you guys. Saying goodbye. Uh, Happy how, New Year. How long have we been recording? Two hours. Are you serious? Wow. Cool. All right. Uh, enjoy the re- end of the world. And have a good evening. And then listen to us at uh, 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 whywedrink.xyz. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs>